News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro. The views and opinions on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of WGNS, its management, other hosts, or advertisers. Good evening, everyone. Edmund Lee Raymer, glad to be here with you. We have a very, very great program lined up for you tonight and a wonderful guest. Jamie Hicks is with us. Now, Monty Hale, I owe you an apology. I stole Jamie from your show. I heard him on the radio a couple weeks ago, and I said, this guy has got a story to tell. And I had to apologize to him, folks, when he got here, because I, I swear to you, I thought I thought he lived here in Murfreesboro. This man has been good enough to come all the way out of Nashville, Tennessee, to be with us tonight. And we're glad to have you. Jamie, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Ed. Thanks for having me, sir. Thank you. Good to have you with us. Um, Zach is on the board, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off, um, Zach, if you would. And uh, we'll get Jamie on air here in just a minute. Go ahead. For right now, my name is Edwin Lee Raymer, and yes, I am still a private investigator. Welcome aboard. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer, on your good neighbor station, News Radio, WGNS Murfreesboro. That's a little stiff upper lip for you from ACDC. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. I'm your host, Ed Raymer. This show is produced at the studios of WGNS AM 1450, 100.5, 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can reach us tonight with your questions, comments, or ideas at 615 893 1450. That's 615 893 1450. You can also send us a text at that number, and Zach will be glad to read it over the air for those of you who do not wish to be heard live on the air. Uh, Bill Wilson will be coming up at 9 o'clock, as you know by now. Bill's got his own show going on. Now, you can also listen to us and hear Jamie live via the internet at WGNSRadio.com. That's WGNSRadio.com. Go and hit the listen live icon, it'll take you right to us. And Facebook, of course, Facebook Live, the Emily Raymer Show on WGNS. And Zach, are we on WGNS? Do you put it on? Do you do streaming on WGNS side as well? Or okay, both of them. All right, so you can listen there as well. You can also download WGNS app and take WGNS with you wherever you go and listen whenever you wish. I want to tell you about a new sponsor we've got. We're not going to add yet, but I want to go ahead and do this, Zach, while I've got it on my mind. Hauser and Associates, Michelle Hauser, fine lady. She is specializing in family law, child custody, divorce, parenting agreements. Their address is 1500 Medical Center Parkway. That's out in the gateway, okay? Phone, 615-801-8602. That's 615-801-8602. She is in Suite 3A1. She's by uh, Burger Republic out there. That's the complex she's in. And you can reach her on the internet at BurrowFamilyLegal.com. That's BurrowFamilyLegal.com. They have a website. Go to it. That's Hauser & Associates Family Law. The address is 1500 Medical Center Parkway right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. 
Jamie Hicks is with us. And, Jamie, you have a story to tell. What kind of day did you have? Pretty good day today? Oh, it was a great day. We started off with uh, a little church this morning, and um, my mother-in-law is trying to um, have a little family time and get the family together for a a home-cooked meal and a little fellowship. That's the best. Yes, sir. I tell you, that's the best. Okay. Tell us your your journey. I listened. I was just I was really captivated when you were with Monty, and I know it may be it's a repeat maybe, but some of our guests may not have listened to Monty or heard you. And I want to get you out there because you have a fantastic story to tell. Take it your way, however you wish to tell it. Wow, uh, thank you. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm originally from Nitro, West Virginia. Um, I moved here in 1984. And I went to Donaldson Christian Academy for six years, uh, played football, basketball, baseball. Um, you were always athletic. Yes, sir. Because you're a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, me and you both, I'm not, you know, it's kind of pretty hard to miss us. So, you know. But, uh, yes, sir. Um, I love football. Um, right. I had a bad neck injury my senior year. Um, and so I took the route of baseball and was very fortunate that uh, Coach Pete offered me a scholarship to uh, play for MTSU. Um, Coach Pete. Never got to meet him. He was He's a legend over there. Big-time legend. Right. Big-time legend. Hard shoes to fill for those guys. Very much so. Right. Very much so. Um, So, you know, my journey started here. Um, You know, every college student, they dabble in drinking a little beer. um, You know, and – as a catcher, you get knee problems, and you start taking pain pills and you know cortisone shots here and there. Oh man! Just to get on the field. Um, you sure. Do, you, back then, it was you know you do whatever you got to do to play. Um, sure. I, my my dream as a little boy was to play major league baseball, and <laughs> I kind of um, wanted to put all my eggs in one basket, and um, so you know, as a junior coming in, you know highly. Baltimore Orioles were after you hot and heavy and uh, and a high fastball and you break your hand and that's over. Now they had basically offered you a contract, they, right? And this was your junior year. Yes, sir. Right. He um, can you tell? Would you care to tell us about that? No. He okay. uh, we went out to dinner and background checks with my family here in West Virginia. Uh, the girl I dated, her family, just to kind of, I guess, get a mental breakdown. They of, checked you out pretty thoroughly. Yes, sir. And this was what, 93? 93. 93. So they were, they, they, it wasn't a thing you just pick up the phone and call Jamie. I think we're going to prime. Oh, yeah, they, they knew about you. Yes, sir. And, and your family and all that. And yeah. um, we were at dinner one night, and he sent me a sticky note and said, um, open it up and would you sign for that amount and when i opened it up it was five hundred fifty thousand dollars and, and i said absolutely um, yeah so I, I went to two rivers ford i custom ordered a truck i custom ordered a mustang and broke my hand and oh no mr barker when they come in said you ordered them come and drive them i want you to be the first one to drive them. i couldn't pay for them but i got right. to be the first one to drive them well that was nice of him yeah <laughs> so Come back your senior year, um, you know, you're you're still dealing in the beer and, you know, the college life. Right. Class was no – I did not go to class. I, <laughs> I, I was putting all my eggs, doing what I could do to get back, to get drafted you wanted somehow. To, you wanted to play ball. Yes, sir. Right. Yep. So the season's over. Had a really good uh, senior year. We got beat at the Citadel in a play-in for the regionals. Um, 
Jack Powell, who was a local scout, called me and said, uh, Atlanta's looking for a catcher. I told him you were you were their guy. And right. um, they threw a couple thousand dollars and a plane ticket and said, take it or go find a job. So I took it. Right. And sure. um, I went to West Palm Beach with all the new signees in 94. As many young men would. We'd all been tickled to death to have yeah. an offer like that. Absolutely. Sure. Um, to be affiliated with the Atlanta Braves. Oh, yeah, because they right. were, holy smokes, they were fixing to be in their heyday, especially with their pitching staff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They had one of the top staffs at that time. Yeah. And um, so I spent two weeks there. They sent me to Idaho Falls, Idaho for advanced rookie ball. I spent a couple weeks there. Finished out the season in um, low A in Macon, Georgia, and uh, came home and hit the weights, hit the steroids. I saw the size of some of these guys and said, I got to do something to, to put on some size. Right. Um, so I did that, and we go to spring training for 95, spring training breaks, and I'm going to Durham, North Carolina. The mystique of the Durham Bulls, that's a brand new ballpark. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you know, before we break spring training, we're all in the hotel in West Palm. We're drinking beer. We're eating wings. And, man, we're so excited. We're watching the movie, Bull right. Durham, ready to go. <laughs> so we get there, and it Adding is. Adding fuel to the fire. Absolutely. <laughs> so we get there, and it is just, um, it's breathtaking. Sure. And a great experience. You play high baseball in front of six, seven, eight thousand during the week, 10 to 12 to 15 on the weekends. Um and as a catcher, doing it a long time, um, double knee surgery hit. Oh man! And, yeah. And I hated catching in baseball. I just I never would have been very good at it anyway. Oh, I, I mean, loved it. I, you I, loved it. You I loved it. I was a quarterback in football, um, so I took catching as being the quarterback on the baseball field. Sure, um, it's exactly right. You're right there at home plate. Yes, sir. Yeah. You're involved in about every play. Right. Um, but uh, double knee surgery and. I, just trying they told me i had to be back playing in four weeks whatever it took mm, um man so golly my mom was here my girlfriend was here they left and the road to destruction started um right you're little you have groupies you go into town town to town they know the bus schedules sure. um so i had one come over um after they left took a bad shot of heroin and oh, od'd and, and was dead when they found me the next morning um, Goodness gracious! Needle still in your arm, still tied up, and laying in mm. a pool of puke, and two shots of Narcan, and and then I was pretty good size. I was probably two thirty solid, right. and mm -hmm. they said I come up swinging. Um, Man, so uh, got over that, um, got back to playing, and got introduced to cocaine for the first time, which was. I'm hyper, I'm loud, and that was what I did not need. Um, <laughs> but um, Same here, my friend. Yeah, you know, I know. I, the first or second, but the first game I played high on coke, I'd probably been up two or three days. Uh, Goodness gracious. I had my best game as a professional player to play. I think I went four for five. It was off of Jamie Wright, former big league pitcher, and as an addict, you think, man, I did so good with it. I want more. I want more. Yeah, I want more. Sure. Yeah. And the lie starts to permeate. It starts to really take hold of it. Absolutely. Yep. And that's and that's exactly what it is, is a lie. And that was the downfall, landslide, mudslide of my baseball career. Um, okay. I held on a, a couple more years, um, 
got to double a in 97 and was there maybe a couple weeks um they called me in and said man we are we're releasing you and Mm, uh, they offered me a coaching position or a scouts position on the spot and i told them uh no thank you i thought i could still play right and um i came home stayed in shape went to montreal took a uh, physical up there uh they got my reports of when i hurt my neck in football and said as a catcher there's no way um probably Mm. a week later my agent called and said hey man would you be willing to go to japan they're, they need a uh, college guy, double-A guy, an American to go over here and catch and catch these guys. I was like, oh, man, absolutely. That'd be great. Sure. So okay. I was going to meet him in Dallas on Friday. Thursday night he called me, and they have once again got my medical records and said there's no way we can do it. Goodness um, gracious. And never okay. played again. And woo. Now, All right. We're going to pick up there when we come back. We're going to go, uh, Zach, if we can. I want to go to our first series of breaks. We're talking to Jamie Hicks. And, folks, if you are suffering from addiction or anything like that, you're welcome to give me and Jamie a call. We'd love to take your calls. Jeff, I know you're out there listening, so I would say we're going to hear from you pretty soon. I want to tell you about another new sponsor we got. Not so new anymore, but it's Complete Yard Care, CYC, lawn maintenance. We do it all. Landscape design, lawns cut, mulching, landscaping, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, you can reach these guys at 615, been in business 20 years, 615-785-0384. That's 615-785-0384. Get them on the web at Complete Yard Care TN. That's their website, completeyardcaretn.com. And they've got a five-star rating from Google, which is better than I've got. Okay, so <laughs> that's Complete Yard Care. We do it all, 615 785 0384. Biggest thing going is landscape design, and they do a great job, believe me. We'll be back right after these words. Stay with us. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. 
I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you to all of our sponsors. We never take you for granted. We appreciate you. Jamie is with us. Jamie Hicks is with us, and he's telling his story, his road um, of uh, his ascent, uh, well, or descent, whichever way you want to look at it. You know, everybody's been into this thing. If you have a problem with addiction, you're welcome to call. You're welcome to call Jamie, and he'll be glad to talk to you. I'm telling you. Uh, I've just met him here just recently. I just uh, heard about him on Monty, Monty Hale's show, and I'm so glad he came up tonight to be with us because uh, he has, has lived a very, very interesting life and some somewhat of a, a, a hor- horrible life at, at times, I'm sure. I mean, when you're talking about drugs like that, uh, you know. Absolutely. Um, gosh, and when, you know, you, you've played a game all your life and you get to a stage where – they tell you you can't play anymore and you know it trying to fit back into society sure as a functioning you know find a job and right and finding a place to live uh, i was still living with my mother and uh boy the it, i wouldn't go out i found a job i'd go to work i'd come home lock myself in the bedroom drink and right. um mm-hmm. you know and then i started getting into the little league park i played at here um started getting into doing a little umpiring um uh here and there um and that's where that's where i met my wife um was at the little league park her uh my stepson was playing out there and they introduced us and we hit it off really well and um in March of 2000, um, we got married and we we built a house. Um, she had two she had two kids when we got together, and when we got married, we were um, pregnant with our first. Right. Um, and uh, man, what a what a blessing! And um, it is, and it truly is. As a first time dad of your own, um, and then um, a year later, we were pregnant. We had twins, and less than a year later, after that, we had our. Uh, number six come um and she was a dance teacher she was gone at night and here's a guy that's a strung out mess home with four little kids by yourself and um you know you can't get those that back but um you know and i just kept i just kept sinking deeper and deeper and deeper it was i would get up i would go to work um stop and get beer whatever i could for the drive home um and at the little league park they offered me a job the picking up trash and i was thinking man that's four or five hundred dollars a week that's 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 good drug money beer money i don't know right. if we're going to pay yeah. the bills i don't know if my kids are going to eat but buddy i'm taken care of you know right as an addictive person you you put yourself and your drug of choice before anything else um and i look back on that now and you know to this day it's still trying to repair 
some of the damage that my that all six of the kids went through at a young age. Um, well, of course you. But here's the thing: you recognize it, and a lot of people never recognize that. You know, we have a caller on the line. If you don't mind, Jamie, go ahead, Zach. We have a call. I think is is Jeff. Are you there? Yeah, Mr. Raymer, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you, my friend? Good. I just want to let you. Uh, I know you're not gonna have a show next week for Fourth uh, July, but I just want to let you let you and I guess Mr. Hicks. Uh, hope y'all have a good uh, holiday weekend. I'm sure Davey's got a big plans with his uh, kids and everything. I don't know if y'all gonna shoot any fireworks off. I know there was a fireworks shortage in the New Year's of them, but uh, but uh, I just wanted to uh, let uh, let uh, Jamie know. Um, uh, I'm I'm a I, I was a I went to Middle Tennessee. State too, but I graduated in '95, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Um, I'm not sure when you uh, graduated, but or, or played. But I remember the day you were on uh, Monty's show. You were talking about different players that you played with. Yes, sir. And I know one of one of them you talking about was. Uh, I think I had a class with him in college. I don't remember what class it was now, but uh, Chris Crabtree. Yes, sir. Was was a. I think I know he was a, a pitcher. Um, and I think I, I know he played uh, ball when I was in school there. Well, she's a real good pitcher. I know y'all went to a couple of regionals. I know. Uh, I don't know if you played with Steve Benabil or not. But have you watched any of the uh, College World Series? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I played didn't know with. I if you had a chance to watch you that, but uh, you know his son plays played, played at Louisville. He's at Dallas Baptist now. Yes, sir. They, they were like they were like one game away from going to uh, Omaha playing uh, Omaha. And of course, his son, his other son, played at Middle. Played four years at Middle. Of course, he's graduated. I don't know what he's doing now graduate down and stuff, but uh, I listen to y'all, y'all story, and I know you're going to get into it later about being at that park and stuff, and uh, I, when, when you when you were talking about that, I just couldn't believe that. I mean, it's unbelievable me and all that stuff, and, uh, you know, what you mean there as far as addictions and all that other stuff, because, um, you know, I never took drugs in my life, I can tell you that. I never took it. Now, I drunk a little bit in college, but I never took no drugs in my life and, and stuff, but uh, I just want to tell you that, uh, you know, I, I hope that uh, you know, you know that uh, you're doing well and all that stuff, and uh, your family also. Because I read a read the article in the Post, Monty wrote, and I thought it was a, of course, excellent article about you know, I guess um, you know your life and all that stuff that you uh, had, had uh, come through. But I'll just say, uh, say this: I hope you and your uh, family, your family are doing well, and I hope y'all have a good, uh, good all that. Of course, and a good rest of the summer. I know you're a big, uh, a big baseball fan. I guess you're a, a big Braves fan. Uh, uh, one thing I'll ask you: Did you hear about uh, hear about Sirocco getting injured in the clubhouse the other day? I I did not. I I I do not watch any major league baseball at all. Oh, well, I didn't know. If you, I didn't know if you watched it, but, uh, but he, he's one of their star pitchers. And he got injured last year as Achilles, and so he's walking around the clubhouse last week, or going to the clubhouse and walking around it, and he heard a pop in his Achilles, and so he tore his mm. Achilles tendon up again. He's got to be out for another rest of the season this year. So he's going to be out again, but uh, but I just I just wanted to let you know that uh, that um, you know when you was on there, Monty, your um, you know your story really, really resonated with me because I went to school with him. I remember uh, uh, the baseball team, and I, of course I remember Coach Petey. He was a, he was a fundamental type guy, pitching defense. Of course, I know you know Craig Revis is a real successful baseball coach. He's kind of just he kind of just, just like him to me. Oh yes, sir. Coaching stuff, but I was just hang up, and I just wanted to let both y'all know have a good holiday and. Jeff, thank you very much. Have a good Fourth of July yourself. Hey, you got a favorite in this this College World Series? It was NC State, but uh, <laughs> really, <laughs> wow, what a what well, a. Well, you know they got a they got a tough blow because of this COVID thing, and here we go again. And uh, I I will be so glad when this message 
Absolutely. is past. I mean, and you know it's been tough for the kids. Okay. I mean, you know, and, and the season we went through last year, I heard Brian Barrett and John Dinkins do the prep sports here. And I heard Brian on the air one night, and he was actually making the schedule as as he was broadcasting. He right. didn't know some games were being canceled, and he, he okay, well, wait a minute, they've canceled that one. They, they, they called him and said, you know, we're not going to do that. So I called Dalton Barrett, Dalton who works the board too, that's Brian's son. I said, look, not that I have to do this, but you tell your dad, do whatever you've got to do. If you've got to, because they thought they were going to have to play some games maybe on Sunday right. for the kids. I said, and, of course, we're the flagship station for MTSU. Mm-hmm. And if they have to, you know, intercede on, on my little broadcast, fine. Yeah. You know, because this thing is – I felt sorry for him. I said, Brian doesn't even – I mean, you know, normally they've got he's, – he's, he's on top of everything. There wasn't no way to get top on top of anything. Right. You know. But – I, you know, that that guy at Vanderbilt, he has really got a, a formula down there. You know, they've been there now. Uh, golly, he is. Um, he's got it. He's got it rolling. Um, former Coach Mason, I heard him say, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to get a three star kid in here for football, and and right. Coach Corbin is his his biggest. Um, thing to do is convince an 18 year old kid to turn down millions of dollars and come right. to, and come to school at vanderbilt for minimal three years and right. play sure. college ball but uh wow he is uh he's got it rolling and he's got a draw they There's haven't no missed a beat it. year in year out they're always in contention well and when you have people that uh, that are in your in your, that have been in your stable like david price and all these people from right here in murfreesboro uh man what a you know what Hey, what, what a you know what a resume this is! Yeah, you know. for, especially for your local kids. Sure, um, it's fantastic. Yeah, you they know. can you know if you, and go play the caliber of ball. I mean, you know, you got two SEC schools playing playing for the the title. Right, um, yep. it's the best baseball. It's the best football by far. Um, but now, you know, Tennessee's getting local kids. Um, Vanderbilt's sure. getting local kids. Sure, and yeah. all all Lipscomb, Belmont, Middle, they're all you know getting kids from the Middle Tennessee well, area. Well, and it's also like the sports are starting to just about compete with themselves, right. football versus baseball or whatever, because these kids are so talented. You I, were you were gifted as an athlete. I was not that gifted as an athlete. My coordination was not that good. <laughs> I just we were at a small school, and huh? you know. I think we only graduated 150 people in our class. You know, that's how tiny it was. I graduated 45. Oh, 45. Okay, well, but you know, that's a little different. You, Donaldson Christian, too. That's that's uh, that's that's a horse of a totally different color. So, but uh, you know, I mean, these kids, uh, they're, I mean, they're doing things that are just unbelievable, and many of them nowadays will go in for their at their senior year. And they've already got their freshman year completed in for college, and bam! I mean, they're they're walking and they're in there, and they do their they do their thing, track and field, name it all. It's it's they're doing it. It's know. it's something else. And one thing I got into for a while was was doing private hitting and catching lessons. Right. And, and yeah, it's amazing what people will do for their kids nowadays you know when when i was growing up you played in the backyard with your older your older cousins or whatever or your neighbors and you know you either learned how to play or you got killed (laughs) (laughs) and um you know lucky for me i learned how to play and that's how i learned how to play sure um but now they're getting you know they got everything they're slow motion they know how to do this they know how to do that and they're throwing the ball 
at 46 feet as a 12 year old 80 some miles an hour it's unbelievable that's crazy yeah, it's and, unbelievable and now you're everybody that i've seen so far in the college game they they're 92 93 and these kids come in they're throwing mid to upper 90s and they're ball it's like they're throwing a wiffle ball right. it's moving yep. all over the place and as a catcher and a former hitter once you get above 95 96 it's a different animal I can't imagine a piece of cork coming at me that fast. Oh, it's no, especially I'm, and try to do it when you're high and you're seeing three of them come at you. You just hoping you hit the one in the middle. Um, <laughs> man, <laughs> I've never heard it put that way. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but now your time with the farm team and explain something to me if you would. And the the double A, the triple A. How is that ranked, and where do these teams? I mean, is it has it changed now as the years have gone by, or how do you know? I would say so. Um, your your triple A affiliates when I was going through were your older guys. They were making pretty decent, pretty right. decent money. And if a big leaguer um, went on the fifteen day DL, they called you up. They played right. for a couple weeks, and you went back down. Sure. Um, so you could go down to Nashville. You could see a, a kid, a man that was on the field, and. A night or two from then, he may be playing for. Absolutely, uh, they're for Pittsburgh. I believe they're the farm club for Pittsburgh. I believe. It's, I think they're Pittsburgh back Brewers or something. Brewers or whatever. Know. But they'll fly him up. And, hey, we yes, need sir. you. Yes, you sir. Know. And uh, they'll call you in the. You know, they may make a decision in the middle of the game, and they'll pull you out and say, "Hey, you got a shower? You're on a plane, or get in your car. You're going here." Right. Um, but Double A baseball was the best. Talent-wise, they were younger kids. If you, I believe, if you could have played a full season in Double A and been successful, you can play in the big leagues. That's that's how that's how good the competition yes, is. Sir. And it's right. the, it was the younger kids, um, and wow, could they play, man! And you, at that time, the Double A was your. You could compare that to the to the big leagues. I would say, uh, yeah. and I got a chance to. Um, I got a. I got a chance to go to big league camp with the with the big guys uh, as a non-roster invitee and basically all i did was sit in the bullpen and was, sure. it was a tough job i got to catch maddox and glavin and smokes <laughs> and avery and hang out with those guys um so it was it was a tough job but, pretty much um, just another average day <laughs> absolutely when you get to catch four hall of famers yeah, um that's, you know that's, it, that's pretty good pretty yeah. good yes sir. you can put that on your resume that's a, you know, a lot of people can't do that uh, our son always loved uh, Greg Maddox. Uh, oh, he he uh, because you know Greg was not that big. He was only like five ten. Not very but, not very big, but man, man, did he have finesse on? He he could finesse it. He really could. And Nick always loved it. He said he had the most. He said I know he didn't. He said this is not part of the game. But he had the most beautiful glove I'd ever seen in my oh, life. Yeah. And there's no telling what that thing cost and custom made for him. I'm sure. Well, it's and, um. Yeah. Oh, he was he was um he was a good guy on the field and a better guy off the field. He was a, he was a jokester, a prankster. It was always fun when they were doing the pitchers were doing their pitcher fielding practice. <laughs> he would come out and Harry carry glasses. Oh my! Um, dress yeah. socks pulled up, a black and a brown, just a, a nut. <laughs> but uh, but when it come but when it come time to pitch, come time to pitch. Yeah. yeah, I'd heard the story of of Greg that if he was not pitching that particular day. He might be at the park an hour and a half, two hours before the game. Mm-hmm. But if he was pitching, he might only come out around 15, 20 minutes before the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would have – I guess maybe that's just the way he did it. Always had worked for him, and I guess it worked that way for him. and He stayed with it. You well, know. 
baseball players are very superstitious, so that's that had to right. work for him somewhere. Yeah, um, wearing the same socks and and all that. You know, we've all heard those stories. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> so where did you wind up as you went down this journey? When did you were? How long? How long were you? Were you in this world that you were in? Jamie 15 years um, 15 years it started in 95 and it ended May 20th 2010 um, that's the day that we checked into rehab um, and how did that come about did your family want you to do it? did you go you say look I've had enough or how did this come about Can oh, you it, tell it, us? it would be nice if it was that easy but oh, um, okay <laughs> you know my, my wife had pulled up some AA meetings and this is what you need to do <laughs> Okay, I don't have a problem. Right. But, um, you know, in April of that year at the Little League Park um, was probably when I hit rock bottom. When You know, when you got a pistol in your mouth two nights in a row um, and the good Lord won't let you pull it, uh, you know you're at the bottom. You know, sure. you've, 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 dug in, you've dug too far and it's time to right. okay. do something. But still at that point as, as, as an addict, you, you still don't think you have a problem. But uh, during the flood in 2010, we were out of our house, and um, we were staying at my in-laws. My boss at the time, Steve Tucker, knew the situation where we were staying, and um, I did not show up for work that morning. And um, he sent somebody looking for me. Well, um, you know, my, my wife and I had not – our relationship was, was not so well right the only communication was about who's picking up the kids was basically about it right um, so they found me at our house um you know kind of tore the house up a little bit beer cans everywhere um so i got on i got dressed i was probably two or three hours late i'm not sure um got in my truck drove a mile to where my work truck was parked um and i called our dispatcher i was working in meter at the time and uh Chris Griffin was our dispatcher, and he said, whatever you do, do not get in your work trucks. Steve is on his way. And Steve Tucker was my boss, and he showed up, and we talked, and I'd probably been on a good four, five, six days, just bender, couldn't get enough, and no sleep, and, and mm. um, just bottom of the barrel. And he looked at me, and uh, he said, if I turn you loose in this work truck, can you, can you give me eight honest hours? And I said, no. And you were honest. Yeah, you were honest. I, I knew yeah. I couldn't. And yeah. um, um, we, I followed him downtown. We have an employee's assistance program. I met with them that evening and um, or that afternoon and talked to their counselor. They recommended 30 days at rehab and made a phone call and gave me enough time to come home, pack a bag. I called a friend of mine from church. I called our uh, associate pastor from church. They met me at my house. We got a bag. We drove to my in-laws uh, where my wife and kids were. And, you know, uh, bless her heart, Greta didn't know what she was feeding the kids that night. And I handed her an envelope, probably had uh, $1,000 cash in it from uh, picking up trash at the ballpark. Um, Goodness I, gracious. And I don't know if she wanted to uh, hug me or kill me. Um, right, yeah. But um, I think today she would hug me. Um, <laughs> well, we hope so. <laughs> and um, so, uh, boy, that was a that was a, a long ride out to West Nashville to Cumberland Heights. And you went to uh, Cumberland Heights. Yeah, yes. we've all heard of it. Yep. And um, got in there, and uh, it took forever to get processed. And I'm just thinking, how can I get out of here? There's got to be a way. Um, they put you in medical. 
um, you start your detox. They check your they check your um, vitals every hour on the sure. hour. Yeah, and um, because you're going to be coming off this stuff, yes, and they've sir. got to. Some people can have a violent reaction to that. It can be it can be deadly. It can be deadly, uh, and and um, so for some reason, um, a guy that worked there named John, I'll never forget him. He walked in with some literature and um, introduced himself and. Uh, he said, we're not a Christian-based program here. We're a traditional 12-step, and I brought you some literature to read. And he said, but the reason why I'm in here this late tonight is I was called to come and pray for you. And I was like, wow. You know, I, the people at church um, showed me tough love. They knew I had a they, – sure. they, they saw okay. me through that. And uh, he knelt down, touched my leg, and prayed for 30 minutes. And when the man got when – he, when he got done and raised up, it was gone it was just i was clear as a bell and from that moment on never wanted to take a drink take a drug take a shot take a snort nothing and it left you it, it was gone it was like that's god a took mayor, it that's just a miracle he took it away and what was what was crazy is when i checked in we were in the we were in the middle of a five-year bankruptcy we were in it about two and a half years and I got out, was home about two weeks, got a letter in the mail from the trustee's office, said, your slate's clean, you're paid in full. I was like, there's no way. You know, right. I, I still got yeah. two years left. Sure. Started making phone calls. No, Mr. Hicks, your, your slate's clean. And huh. this was end of June, early July 2010. And in September is when my wife got diagnosed with cancer. Looking back on it now, mm. you know, I, I think part of God's plan for me was to get sober, get your finances in order to deal with her going through cancer sure. with all the kids. Right. And, um, wow. But miracle. Absolute. You absolute, consider that a miracle? Absolutely. You truly do. Absolutely. It really sounds that way. And, you know. and if anybody's ever been at Donaldson Baseball, the two nights I had the gun, it's a lot of, it's a lot of woods, a lot of trees. And right. I remember it like it was yesterday. The wind was whipping. And I and I when I was sitting on the picnic table with the pistol cocked ready to go, I said, God, if you're alive, you got to show me a sign. And instant calm. The, everything was just as calm as can be. Clicked the gun, went about my business, and come back the next night, same scenario, wind blowing. And I said, you know, if you're real, you got to show me again. And it was and it was calm again. And unbelievable unbelievable he got my attention he's got my attention a lot through the years but uh, he got my attention that night and i still didn't realize it until that until may may 20th a couple weeks later right when that man prayed for you when he prayed for me it, then, it, then it was gone for good i you know i i've never with all of our struggles after that with the bankruptcy and cancer i've never ever wanted to take a drink or do anything that is an amazing story. And and that's my, really amazing. We were talking about it today because when I got out, my wife was a dance teacher. Two of my kids um, were dancers. They were going on a trip. Well, I had to go back to work. And right. I, and I'm thinking, sure. wow, they're going to be gone. This is my first weekend home. And I went and stayed at my in-laws. I asked them if I could come and stay. Really? And uh, we were talking about that today. And she said, I knew you were serious when you asked me that. And uh, <laughs> That's great. And I've had no great. problem ever since and they allowed you to keep your job and you were by, that uh, you were really blessed blessed and and they paid for it 
it was one time per year life Nashville Electric Service if you need to go to rehab they will pay for it and, that's a great story and gosh there's been three or four guys that's went through there and they're out doing fine and I've lost a couple that right. that couldn't quit they go and come back out and you know they've they've ended up dying from from the disease and um, you know I, I just hope that you know if it helps one person it's worth the journey for me sure right because yep. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I if we didn't go through it well it reminds me of a song that I wanted to write once and I think I've got it at the house it's it's kind of you know I've paid a pretty penny for the trip but I wouldn't take a fortune for the ride absolutely you know? it, it's and <laughs> yeah it's it's a pretty bumpy ride it's, it's, it's high cost. And we work. don't realize, you know, you don't, you don't realize that, that what's happening, but people around you, they know. They, and they suffer. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah. a high, it's a high cost for low living. I'll never forget the that. The high cost of low living. And, right. Um, yeah. You know, everybody around me suffered. And I think the hardest, one of the hardest parts was the third week when you were at rehab when it's family week. And my counselor got a sponsor for my four kids to go through and they were zach was fixing to turn 10 my twins were eight cooper was seven and the last day i had to go in there and watch those four little kids cry and read daddy a letter thinking it was their fault that i was in the situation right. i was in Ooh. yeah Ooh. that, that mm. was tough to swallow i want to say uh randy crawford if you're listening i know you are Stu miller roger west larry kaufman terry livingston uh, uh, you know, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you so much. Uh, we don't take you for granted. We appreciate it. And if you got a question for this fellow, he he can get you an answer. I'll tell you that. And uh, may not be the answer you want to hear, but you <laughs> you flat get it. <laughs> you know, looking back as you talk, and the one thing you did have in your favor. You were healthy. You were basically you were healthy. You were you'd always worked out. You were in shape, and that I think that. Do you think that played a big part in it too? I, I don't know because when I checked into rehab, I weighed I was three oh two. Really, I I was just I I went. You know, my whole life was wake up and drink or snort, and that was that was my whole day. Um, right. That everything I did revolved around that. I did go to work and could function, but. But I couldn't wait to get off to get that first stop. Right. And okay. So, so the 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 health thing had kind of dwindled oh, by the way there. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, you know, I heard uh, an interview. Of course, we all know the Rolling Stones, and they're continued. They had fought it. I think all of them have kicked it now. Oh, yeah. Of course, when you're approaching eighty, it's probably a pretty good idea. <laughs> but <laughs> but Charlie Watts said in an interview with uh, Ed Bradley, it's sixty minutes before Ed Bradley. This is back in the nineties. Uh, and he said, you know, had a terrible, as, they, as he called it, a terrible dabble with, with cocaine or heroin or whatever, and said the alcohol becomes something just to wash it down with, you know. I, I used alcohol for a while just so I could try to get some sleep. I'd be up three mm -hmm. or four days right. with the, with the right. coke, and I got to get some sleep somehow, so that's why I started drinking a lot of beer. I had a fellow told me once, 
and I, sh- I probably shouldn't say this, but I- I'll take the risk of saying it, and-, and please, folks, don't take this the wrong way. He said cocaine was the most wonderful drug I'd ever tried. Loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Because I'm hyper anyway, and it just oh, took yeah. you to another right. level. Sure. You just thought you were 6'2 and 230 pounds bulletproof. Nobody could touch you. Right. And I'm playing a, and I'm playing the sport to get paid for it. I got no worries. I'm right. on my way. I'm on my way to the big leagues. You're headed up that ladder. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. That's some story. I'll tell you what. Let's do. Let's go to our last series of breaks, uh, Zach. And uh, let me let me talk us through this one here if I can. And I want you to remember our good friends at Michelle Hauser and Associates Law, family law, child custody, divorce, parenting agreements. Uh, their address is 1500 Memorial Center Parkway. Now, they are out in the gateway, of course, and they are in the complex with Burger Republic. That's where they are. Suite 3A1 here in Murfreesboro. You can reach her at 615-801-8602. That's 615-801-8602. And you can reach them also on the web. You can check out their website at Borough Family Legal. Dot com. That's BoroughFamilyLegal.com. Michelle Hauser and Associates Family Law, specializing in child custody, divorce, parenting agreements, and also mediation if you have to go that far. Hopefully you don't, And uh, but if you have to have her, she's a good one. I've served many a paper for her. We're going to be running these, these ads for our good sponsors and be back with you in a couple minutes. Stay with us. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyronda.com. Hello everyone, it's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee.
All right. Thank you, Zach. We appreciate it. Zach doing a great job on the board as usual. Thanks to all of our listeners. Rita, hello. How are you? Rita, let's see. Yeah, Rita K. Johnson. Thank you, Rita. We appreciate you. Stu and Randy and Roger and all the rest. Thank you all so much. Terry Livingston. Oh, I shouldn't start naming them, Jamie. I'll make somebody <laughs> mad. Okay, that's all I need to do. I want to tell you about uh, our newest sponsor, one of our newest, Complete Yard Care, Lawn Maintenance, Low Maintenance Landscape Design. And it is, it's the best, I'm telling you. Their slogan is, we do it all. Lawns cut, mulching, landscaping, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding. You can reach these guys at 615-785-0384. That's 615-785-0384. And check them out on the web. Go to their website, completeyardcaretn.com. That's completeyardcaretn.com. Five-star rating on Google, by the way. Complete Yard Care. We do it all. 615-785-0384. Thanks to all of our sponsors, as usual. We're going to be winding up here in just about 10 minutes with Jamie. Uh, Bill Wilson is here. He's going to be coming on at 9 o'clock. And, uh, Jamie, you went to Cumberland Heights. You went in at a certain weight, and you came out. We were talking during the break. <laughs> I cannot believe this. Listen to this, folks. Uh, I, I, the day I checked in when you when, – weighed in i weighed in at 302 i've never been anywhere near that but 302 and a month later as well as they feed you i left at 248 and that's just uh that's unbelievable is that now was that the way you played at pretty well were you around 230 I, I i usually played around 230 240 right. okay but just rock solid right. you know the steroids and sure, all that good sure. stuff but right. um yeah and and having to make the transformation as as a dad and a husband, um, you know, trying to be a good member of society. But uh, the thing was, what I learned being being away a month is I found that I, I had to love myself before I could love others. Even though my family loved me, I knew it because they right. showed up there yeah. all the time and wanted to see dad better. But sure. I had right. to find some way to love myself again before I could show them any kind of love or anybody else. Right. Um, okay. Hard to do, hard to do, because I mm-hmm. spent 15 years not liking who I saw in the mirror every day. It just eats away at you. Yes, sir. Yeah. And Absolutely. So let me ask you, would you have considered yourself more of a drug addict or an alcoholic or a little combination of both? A little combination of both. Um, I never paid for cocaine. I always had somebody get it for me. I had a guy, <laughs> I had a guy at work, um, always had it and get it from him and he'd be like you're good but um i I, as far as the beer goes i was minimal probably the last five six seven years minimal case a day a beer a day sometimes you it went down better and you drank more um but it was minimal case a day wow unbelievable now are you doing any speaking, any speaking engagements? Do you do that? Would you consider it? I mean, I'm not trying to force you. I just, I didn't know, you know, um, because you've got a great story to tell. You really do. And I, like I said, we've talked. Um, I've talked to a couple teams um, and right. um, some and some churches, um, but nothing really. And I've taught a one day at a time uh, class at church, and it just kind of fizzled out. Um, so I haven't really done anything except tell my story to just talking on the side to right. some people um and probably the last five six years 
until Monty reached out to me a couple weeks ago when my wife posted my 11-year sobriety on Facebook. And, uh, you know, now we've done his show, a newspaper article. I'm here with you tonight. So I don't know what God's telling me, but, um, you know, it's been pretty exciting. And we're we're glad to tell your story and help you get your story out there because it is a great story. That is just it's 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 unbelievable. Um, we want you to stay in touch with us. Absolutely, and, and we're going to. We're on Facebook now. Uh, we can officially be friends because we're on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> My good friend Terry tells me in Kentucky, you know, it's just not really a happy birthday until you've been wished happy birthday on Facebook. You know, absolutely. But you know. Jamie, we talk about our problems, and we all get on a pity pot from time to time. It can happen very easily. But, you know, we were talking before we came in here. You know, I've always said, if you want to find somebody in worse shape than you, generally all you have to do is look right out your back door. Right. And look at these people in Florida that are waiting, waiting, and waiting on on an answer. And let's, let's face it, it's been several days. It's just not looking good. And, uh, you know, your heart goes out to them. You can only imagine what they're having to to deal with. And they're keeping them. They, they brief them every day. Sometimes I'd guess two or three times a day to keep those families and take care of them. Uh, like I said, you don't have to look far to find people in worse shape than you. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, I, I'm here to offer somebody hope. Right. Um, you can fight this dreadful disease. Um you know, your first step is just realizing you got a problem and asking for help. It's not it's not an embarrassment. Um, you, it, it's not making you feel unmacho or cool. Um, it, it's the first step of saving your life and the people that love you that are that are close to you. Whether right. it's uh, you know a wife and kids, a job. You know, I was I was on the brink of losing it all. Just I mean. My biggest fear was driving home, turning the corner, and seeing my stuff on the sidewalk. Right. And, yeah. you know, all right, live to fight another day. Um, yeah. But the insanity just kept playing over and over and over and over again um, until finally it, 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 it was crunch time. Lose everything you got right. or go to rehab. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that sure. was your two choices. And I'm glad I chose rehab because out of all the ball or anything I've ever done, that's, that's – um, with my wife and kids that's been the best experience i've had now you are the father and mother of six we have we have six Six, kids (laughs) and four grandkids that should be enough to keep you busy (laughs) absolutely absolutely you don't spoil the grandchildren at all do you we do not okay Um, good we have uh we have three three boys and a girl oh me delilah's three going on 30 so um, oh yeah right we'll all go through that she has everybody wrapped around her finger oh yeah um, and uh now as far as the kids go the six you have boys and girls you have uh, we have four boys two girls four boys two girls yes sir and um you and your wife have had your hands full we have we have a set of twins and uh you know we still have three at the house um Zach's 21, Zoe was fixing to be 20, Cooper's fixing to be 19, and my 20-year-old son's in the Army in Fairbanks, Alaska. Yeah, you were telling me that. He's in Fairbanks, Alaska. You said one of the temperatures one day was 60 below. And he said, boy, Dad, it doesn't feel near as bad as it does back home. I think there's something wrong with that boy. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing to you, son, but they're brainwashing I'm you. I'm telling you, yeah. What Now, what is his, what is his job up there? He is a linguist interrogator. 
So he got his smarts from his mother because it sure wasn't me. Um, but um, a he, linguist interrogator. He wants to. Uh, there, he's going to learn Russian, um, and he's going to eventually get out of Alaska and language school. And you know, he's had. Um, I'd say they've got a place for him in, in the hierarchy of the government, especially nowadays. They love him. They've put in a recommendation for him to go to ranger school. Um, so he wants to do his 20 years and, and maybe do the FBI. But uh, Great day. He, he's, uh, he's a different kid now than, than when he left at 18 years old. Goodness gracious. Uh, and he, Army? He's in the Army. He's yes, in the sir. Army, right. So it uh, sounds like he's got – Sounds like his plans are pretty well. He, he he knows what he wants to do. He does, and you know my other three. Uh, if I if I taught them one thing, they after I did get sober, they all four of them got to go out to the ballpark, and we picked up trash, we drug fields, we striped fields, we got them ready to play for wow four or five years. So if I've taught them anything, I hope it's a good work ethic because they sure. all they all work very hard and um, our two do as well too. And, and they love what they do. And they, they can do. survive. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I see so many young people today and we've we've had some awfully good ones here at WGNS. But so many young people they they don't want the, the you know, they just don't want to work. It's like they don't know what a good you mentioned it, work ethic and you know, I mean, these guys that run this board, I don't run this board. Yeah. I don't do that. I'm 63 years old. <laughs> I, I don't need to learn anything else, and yeah. I trust these, these guys are going to know what I need to do. Right. They tell me. They come in here, and they're good enough to make me sound and, and come across a lot better and a lot smarter than I really am. I mean, you got to talk to me out there. You didn't seem too impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Zach has never been impressed. <laughs> but seriously, they do a great job. But I see so many young people, and I don't mean the world's going to heck in a handbasket. I don't mean that, but you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. That are just wasting their time. And we all know young people, I mean, it's, it's tougher out there now than when me and you were coming up, especially me. There's so many other things to deal with. Yes. And, you know. It's just a, a different world. The distractions are endless, and uh, you know I do recommend a oh, trade yeah. school. And if you, I, I do, I really do. And if you got one of these cell phones, look out. Everything's right at your fingertips. Absolutely. I uh, want to thank you so much, Jamie. Yes, Jamie Hicks has been our guest tonight, and we're glad that he has chosen to come in here. And if you want to hear this, this uh, will be on our podcast. Zach will load it up here in another thirty minutes, hour, whenever he gets a chance. And it'll be on podcast for all of you to hear. And we're going to make way for Bill Bill Wilson to get in here now with Michael Lynn White. And uh, Jamie, thank you again. Thank we you, sir. Thanks Zach, for having good me. Good job on the board. Thank you. Till next week, I'm Edwin Lee Raymer. See you next Sunday at 8, and I'll catch you down the road.